Hey everyone, uh, this is the preview of the Patreon episode. If you want the full episode, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash workstoppage and become a patron uh, with a $5 subscription. Or, if you can't afford the $5, jump in the Discord and message one of us and we'll get you access to the full episode. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy the preview and I hope that you become a patron solidarity forever yeah and so i've got another a couple of quotes here just backing up this this understanding of how operation gladio was uh set up there's another quote from from vince aguera who said quote the terrorist line was followed by camouflage people people belonging to the security apparatus or those linked to the state apparatus through rapport or collaboration i said every single outrage that followed from 1969 fitted into a single organized matrix avangardia nazionale like ordina nuovo were being mobilized into the battle as part of an anti-communist strategy originating not with organizations deviant from the institutions of power but from within the state itself and specifically from within the ambit of the state's relations within the atlantic alliance yeah fuck the atlantic wait that's a different that's a different thing (laughs) (laughs) but also still that's another thing though (laughs) Like you have, even today, you will have NATO portrayed as this defensive alliance when all it's ever doing is expanding and expanding and expanding and here basically waging a secret war Mm -hmm. against the left in Western Europe. And there was even a, a like classified U.S. military field manual from the time that was published for the guidance of officers involved in Operation Gladio that stated Quote, there may be times when host country governments fall into passivity or indecision in face of communist or communist-inspired subversion <laughs> and react with inadequate vigor to intelligence estimates transmitted by U.S. agencies. In such cases, U.S. Army intelligence must have the means of launching special operations which will convince host country governments and public opinion of the reality of insurgent action and assess the counteraction. End quote. You should be scared of the communists, and, and when people aren't scared of the communists, that's bad. When they're when they're like, "Oh, it's in my interest to uh, you know take down this uh, class system, and that it would benefit uh, my family and also the rest of my country and society if uh, maybe the rich people weren't in power and the people were in power instead." Uh, we, you got you got to got to nip that one in the bud, folks. You gotta you gotta stop them yeah. from believing in in self determination and liberation right right away. Well, it's. It- it's also interesting that this quote comes to us from a military field manual for the guidance of officers because uh, so so often uh, the the line that you get quoted by whatever you know military, especially the United States uh, government or any of its paramilitary bodies, is uh, complete and utter fucking horseshit. But if you look at the actual instructions that they give to their officers and like commanding officers, field officers, whatever, like that should never lie. <laughs> and and it's spelled out plain as day. Like your top priority is not just the 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 violent opposition of communism, but to provoke other host countries into that same violent opposition of communism. Yeah. And so while most of what we've been talking about, you know, so far is about Italy and that's what most comes like when people discuss operation Gladio, if they discuss operation Gladio, it's mostly centered around Italy because it had the largest, like longest, most violent period Mm -hmm. of, of essentially, you know, low scale civil warfare. But this program was not at all like only in Italy, essentially, as you went throughout the, the 60s and 70s, entrance into NATO 
basically required you to agree to allow the United States to set up these stay behind forces and manipulate them within your, your country. And so you had stay behind armies and gladio type programs in Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Greece, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Turkey, Austria, Finland, Sweden, and Switzerland. Yeah, this like, kind of shit just paved the way for like all the other fucking military and intelligence bases and all the the field operations that mm-hmm. we do in those countries as well. And that's why like you'll graduate with someone from high school and then a few years later you'll see them again and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I just got done getting stationed in Germany." And you're like, <laughs> Why is the military in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Because that's the thing. It's like you keep hearing. I mean, even now, just to tie it in with the news right now, you keep talking about how the, the NATO is defending, just reviving the same fucking rhetoric about how NATO is defending Europe from Russia. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, every time NATO expands, they move more and more troops closer and closer to the Russian border in an extremely defensive maneuver, <laughs> I'm sure. Ah, uh, Yes. Famed defensive maneuver, running at someone with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Gladio organization in Switzerland, which was called P26, built up surveillance files on 8,000 suspect persons, uh, which were people classified as leftists, uh, bill stickers, Jehovah's Witnesses, people okay. with, quote, <laughs> abnormal tendencies, I, which, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what they meant by that, but I'm sure it was not good. Abnormal uh, tendencies tr- is a 90s skate yeah. punk band. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, pro- it's probably, like, counterculture, like, you know, weed, people yeah. who smoke weed, you know. You, you yeah. the, the, the and, folks listening also, right now. <laughs> beatniks and yeah. hippies, that's what they mean. <laughs> and, and also, anyone in the country who demonstrated against nuclear yeah, so, weapons. Right. Yeah, so um, communists, uh, union agitators, <laughs> uh, anarchists, black bloc, uh, weed smokers, and Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> well, and probably, I mean, yeah. like, you know, a lot of this, this was like the 60s and, and 70s, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they probably literally did mean beatniks and hippies as well and like bohemians and layabouts and all that (laughs) yeah no absolutely and so in addition you had the german component of gladio which was largely made up of x in heavy air quotes nazis as well as the neo-fascist federation of german youth say reform which like like because you know reformed (laughs) maybe gives you a little bit of hope that they that they learned something and really like did did a self-crit and reflection but just like how do you just be an ex-fascist it's like being ex-military right i mean all those people are still chuds (laughs) you can't just be you can't just declare that you're an ex-fascist you have to reform yourself and he's like i'm declaring it Uh. (laughs) yeah and and so these groups in germany actually drew up plans to assassinate leading members of the Social Democratic Party in in West Germany, in the I mean, quote unquote, in the event of a Warsaw Pact invasion, and then you had the Gladio group in Greece, which was codenamed Sheepskin, that participated directly in the 1967 military coup d'état, which was ordered by the U.S. Um, the Belgian operation of Gladio included the assassination of the head of the Belgian Communist Party, Julien Lao, in 1950. And it was also likely linked to a series of supermarket bombings in the early 1980s during a period when the U.S. feared that the Belgian populace was shifting too far to the left. And I say likely there because of all the stuff on Gladio that I've gone through, the links to 
the Belgian attacks, the Brabant uh, massacre, I believe is the, the term no- normally used for it, is are the most tenuous it it would fit with the pattern but i like i don't have as much as far as information backing it up but what i do have here is a clip of a former mention uh, member of the belgian gendarme talking about the broad strokes of belgian gladio and how they were set up to implement the same strategy of tension that was implemented in italy which these attacks would have fit into they have two two plan once the first one was to uh, organize gangs to do hold up hostage, you know, and killing. The second one was to organize the so-called left movement uh, who will do a terrorist attempt just to make believe, make the population believe that uh, these terror- terrorist attempts were done by the left. And so those are just, you know, th- some of the Western Europe portions And then I want to get specifically a little bit into how Gladio was done in Turkey, which I'm only going to get really surface level on this because the Turkey, you can, Turkish deep state stuff and involvement with weird CIA shit, you could do an entire episode on that. It's bizarre. But so there was obviously like, because Turkey was considered one of the most important members of NATO when it was brought in because it was so close to the Soviet Union. Mm Mm-hmm. That was one of the places that the CIA focused a lot of its efforts, and they coordinated yet another stay-behind network with the Turkish military and intelligence service that, yet again, was used for terrorist campaigns against leftist movements. A former Turkish prime minister, Bülent Çevit, uh, who I apologize, I'm probably not saying that right, I struggle with uh, Turkish names, um, admitted that the state was funding a special warfare department made up of volunteer patriots, <laughs> which mm. uh, read, read fascist. whenever you hear a right, yeah, a, a right wing politician saying volunteer patriot, that just it's means a, it's your, it's your proud um, boys. It's your, it's your KKK mm-hmm. as the police chief. Yes. And once again, those folks were trained and set up with hidden arms caches all across the country. And this special warfare unit worked directly out of a U.S. military aid headquarters. Wow. <laughs> and was was implicated in the assassination of leftists in 1972 and the shooting of hundreds of union activists at a rally in 1977. And a subset of the Special Warfare Department, the Counter-Guerrilla Organization, was set up specifically to encourage, train, and protect the fascist Grey Wolf terrorist group, which killed thousands of leftists, labor organizers, journalists, students, and also Kurdish people in Turkey in the 1970s. Oh, my gosh. The, I lo- the name counter-guerrilla organization. Like, so if you ever see, like, like guerrilla organizations, there's a pretty good chance that those are people, like, resisting, like, imperialist aggression or or fascism in their country. And to have a, a an organization, and that that's not a it's not a catch all rule. It's not a guaranteed you know rule for everything, but it is a pretty good uh, approximation. And to have an organization called Counter Guerrilla Organization is uh, pretty telling mm-hmm. as to what you intend to do. Yeah, and I mean, well, any of our our listeners who may have you know followed the rise of movements like in in Rojava in Syria, the the Kurdish like liberation movements, both in Southeastern Turkey and in, 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 in like regions in Northeast Syria, in Mm -hmm. Northwestern Iraq, like a lot of the extreme violence from the Turkish state against Kurds in, in, in Eastern Turkey was done, not necessarily like there have obviously been direct violent 
incidents is by the Turkish military. But a lot of it was carried out through the, the, these indirect, supposed non-state groups like the Grey Wolves. And that was being directly supported by the CIA through this entire period. So for like 30 years, all across Europe and Turkey and everywhere else, Americans were just showing up with a mouthful of cheeseburger talking like Bugs Bunny, <laughs> like, hey, you guys Nazis, um, you want some guns? Want to do some atrocities? <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I mean, that's the thing is like, that sounds like a huge exaggeration, but that's actually kind of is exactly how this program ran. Like Fuck. They, they, they admit the folks who were involved with the program have admitted that while there were, of course, individual actions carried out by these groups that were mm-hmm. directly planned from the top, they liked the fact that there was that level of deniability where they could just spin these groups up and let them go because <sighs> then they could just say, hey, look, we don't know about it. That's a Turkish or Italian or Belgian group. Right. That's not us. Yeah, it's like that Onion uh, headline that goes around every once in a while where it's like, we got kids riled up for pizza and then left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, except in this case, pizza is, you know, murdering leftists. Yeah, the most horrible things you can think of, basically. Yeah. yeah. 